This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen, and I want to welcome you all to the Warning Radio program. Wherever you're watching or listening, welcome. Yes, we're, we're also filming it for social media, and I have with me Bernard Moody, special guest, and frankly, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Bernard, welcome to the Warning Radio Program. Thank you. I want you to tell the people that are watching and listening, who are you and what position are you seeking? Well, my name is Bernard Moody, and I am running for State Senator, District 38, which is Everett, Marysville, Tulalip, and Hat Island. I am a sergeant for the Snohomish County Sheriff's Office. I have been working for Snohomish County for the last 25 years. I've been in the field for over 34. I've worked in the Washington State Prison System, as well as the State of Hawaii Prison System, for about eight, nine years. So total, I pretty much got 34 years covered and, um, and working in the, the law enforcement umbrella uh, field of corrections. We are not on the road as much as what law enforcement people normally consider themselves. However, they get the bad guys and then we have to keep them. And so I have that back behind the scenes experience. And, um, and it's been something that I've actually been used, uh, been using for... Um, my experience as to what justifies or what gives me the uh, the foundation for being able to serve the public at a different level. Uh, I've been serving my community, uh, providing for their safety and protection, um, all of that time in all of those jobs. Um, I started uh, back at the age of 17 when I joined the Marine Corps. Wow. And um, not having or having grown up in a, a fatherless home, I didn't have any structure, didn't have any, um, any gathering um, or training training so the marine corps uh was was to me that foundation that that grounding I uh, became a Christian at the age of 17, or actually 15, and then so I started really living for the Lord at my 17th, 18th year, and the Marine Corps really was, was to me uh, that foundation that I needed to have, and I believe if I had my way, I'd, I would make uh, serving the military part of the education system, where you could serve, and if you couldn't go out there and fight in the field, you could work in the administration or behind the scenes, uh, but it is something that I believe everyone should, should, uh, should prepare and have their life prepared for. You know, I have the same sentiment. I used to say it all the time. Uh, my background, like yours, uh, my, my military experience was Air Force, Strategic Air Command. I was in law enforcement too. But I always said that I believe that every person 
especially every male, mm-hmm. should have to serve in the military. Mm-hmm. If you want to live in this country, you need to serve. Yes, uh, it turns boys into men. That's right. And we get a right idea of our responsibilities to a country. Right. So I do believe in that, and I'm so glad that you were a former Marine. Yes. You're also currently in, Wash- uh, in law enforcement in Washington State. Yes. You're a, you're yes. a deputy sheriff. Yes. Yep. And that's Snohomish County. And a supervisor. And a supervisor. <laughs> and your past was in corrections. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I I appreciate all of that and I respect all of that because I'll tell you what, uh, we're in a situation today, especially Mm. Washington State, that we've, uh, law enforcement has been attacked. Yes. This state has not been very kind uh, to law enforcement. In in fact, uh, Seattle is a prime example of uh, uh, law enforcement. Enforcement uh, uh, with their hands tied in the city come under siege by uh, lawlessness. Uh, what do you say, Sergeant? Well, um, I was at a fundraiser just last night, um, and uh, Adam Fortney was there. He's our Snohomish County Sheriff, as you know. And, um, and he just recently uh, made a videotape of body cameras that literally shows how this failure to pursuit law that the legislators passed and how it is actually uh, being taken up by the criminals and then how they're literally running away from being able to have interventions or stops by law enforcement. And some of them, um, you know, are not very good. They end in peril. They, you know, they ended up, you know, the issues become even worse than what they were originally uh, contacted for just because they're running. And they literally think that, you know, because this law, that they can actually run. And in fact, there's a a video out on Facebook or on on social media that shows uh, a guy calling 911 Trying to cite the very uh, law that that legislators passed, and the the guy is literally telling the 911 officer, um, th- "I'm being pursued against so and so law, and um, I can't stop because I, I I don't have a license or I'm driving with a suspended license." And so, you know, he's literally admitting to a crime while he's in pres- running away from law enforcement as they're trying to pull him over. So it's just uh, an emboldenment from evil. And evil right now is emboldened because these, law- these laws that are being passed by our legislators are giving them that freedom to think that they can just flip their finger and run, out, run away from the law. And uh, it's, it's not good for the society. It's not good for our communities. And in fact, um, you know, the, one of the other things that the law criminals are doing is just um, organized theft retail retail theft they go into the stores load up their the, you know whatever they can carry and literally walk out of the door last week i was walking through one of our local uh, grocery stores and literally a guy was coming out with two armfuls full of you know i know what was stolen and uh, i actually attempted to run after him a little bit but the, the barista stopped me and said no that they were told not to pursue him and then so this type of behavior is only going to encourage them them to do more and then ultimately we the customers who do pay will probably end up having to pay for that because the merchant will just roll their losses into you know raising their prices and um and so it's just another um another peg that i believe uh, that is being trying that they're 
organizers are trying to take out of society. And so they're trying to create this lawlessness. They're trying to create this this disrespect for law enforcement. Um, I'm sure you're aware that Everett PD lost an officer not long ago, back in March, I believe. And um, and it was basically him, you know, intervening in a guy, that, a felon, now, a felon. A felon is somebody who legally cannot have firearms and has, has many of their uh, citizen rights taken away with the exception of being a citizen. And so, but firearms is definitely something that a felon is not allowed to have or hang out with other felons. And this guy was in broad daylight at Starbucks taking guns out of one car, loading them into another, when the officer who happened to be there just to get a coffee and saw this, made it made contact, and it ended up going fatal. And so it is that boldness and that brazenness that law enforcement uh, is now facing from criminals because the legislators made these laws that are being used now to run away from. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I have again Bernard Moody. He's a sergeant, Snohomish County Sheriff's Department, Washington State. And we're talking the state of Washington that is in serious trouble with lawlessness because of bad leadership. Uh, If you want to have a state where you can be safe and we need new leaders. That's right. Now, frankly, um, I believe in whatever Democrat, Republican, Independent, but I'll tell you, most of the Democrats have turned lawless. In other words, they're pushing socialism and communism. It seems like they're wanting Washington state to collapse. In fact, the Democrats seem to be wanting to topple the Republic of the United States of America. Now, I live in Washington state. This is not the state I grew up in. We're in a different America. We've got to stop this insanity. We've got to put in righteous leaders. And once again, I have Bernard Moody. And once you tell him again... What are you running for in the state of Washington? State rep- uh, state Senate, um, which is a four-year term, and um, we are now running for the full term. In 2020, I ran to f- run for the unfulfilled portion of uh, the previous senator, John McCoy, who had stepped down for health reasons. And so, um, and I got 42% of the vote, complete unknown. And I took that as a sign of encouragement. So I believe now with the, the problems that we're having in society, the attack that we're having on law enforcement, the fact that I'm a minority, a law enforcement and a conservative all rolled into one. I have a message that I believe that the the, the lawmakers in, in Olympia need to hear because unfortunately they, they are passing these laws almost as if they're intentionally trying to destroy the, the state because truly, logically, these things are not, you don't throw fire, I mean, throw gasoline on a fire expecting to go out. It's going to get worse. And so that's what our legislators are doing. They're obviously not listening to the people because they have a, a track record. Washington state legislators have a track record of ignoring the uh, the initiatives that the people of the state of Washington uh, vote for. Uh, case in point, the $30 car tab thing. Um, that was voted not once, but I believe twice, if not three times. And 
every single time, the legislators found a way to get around it, and they just sidestepped the will of the people. There's only two ways to create laws in Washington State, and that is through the legislative process and or through a voter initiative. If the people choose to create a law, like, for instance, one such law was abortion. Back um, in, I believe, in the 70s was when the first time it came up in Washington State, Washington State voters decided to make abortions a part of the process that they can legally pursue. So as a lawmaker, we're there to serve and protect. Now, we don't have to agree with the law, and we could probably, in time, if the people's will change, that, you know, that that law could change itself, but that would be a, a an initiative of the people, not necessarily of the the lawmakers. Governor Inslee has maintained his a state of emergency in the state of Washington almost now for all, but there's got to be nine hundred over nine hundred and fifty days. So we're talking about you know going into a thousand days of having these powers that he can sidestep the entire will of the people and or the legislators in order to shut down the state close businesses and or you know restrict people's freedoms and movements and that's what we're losing we're losing freedoms from people in a country that is the bastion the light on the on a hill like reagan said that america is for the world and then if we don't have these freedoms where do we go to get them ladies and gentlemen we've got to stop socialists and communists we've got to stop people from taking away our freedoms, muzzling our voice, uh, going against the Constitution and Bill of Rights. We have got to stop this. We've got to put in righteous leaders, good leaders that will continue to protect your rights, my rights. So, uh, Bernard, what has brought you to the position that you're running for office? Well, you know, back in in 2020, the uh, the race literally had nobody to run against um, against this incumbent or not incumbent, but she was actually state representative that got appointed to the um, to the, the the Senate seat, and um, and so a friend contacted me to get in touch with uh, one of our current leaders in the Republican Party as well as our uh, county council, and. Um, and they asked me if I'd be willing to run, if I'd be interested in run. And, you know, at that time, I thought, you know, like, wow, I never really, I always thought that I'd retire from my, you know, years of service and get another job in serving some other way that didn't require or depend on needing to make a living, so I'd have my retirement for that. And um, so I figured, you know, public service would be, you know, definite, um, um a place of interest for me. And then so when I got this invite to maybe consider running for office, I I literally said, you know what, let me pray about it. And um, I spent a week where I literally spent twice the amount of time that I normally would in my own prayer life seeking some wisdom, some counsel. I talked to some people that knew me. And um, and every indicator, I got a peace that only truly people who understand God and what a peace of God can mean. And I had that peace, and I just knew that I was supposed to run. I coupled the fact that I was a minority, and I understood, you know, this the 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 answer to the Black Lives Matters questions, uh, which at the time I you know thought well well Black lives do matter you know but so does White lives matter and so does Asians and 
people's lives matter. And that's the one of the problems that we have in the world today is that we can't seem to get along. And, um, and that's one of the things that we need to change. And so it's a bad thing that we need to legislate love. And um, so my desire was to be able to take my experience of working with offenders, working with corrections, and working in law enforcement as long as I have, and to be able to go down there to tell them that some of the policies that they're making may not be a good thing to do. You don't give drugs to drug addicts and expect them to want to recover. One of the interventions that I have seen working in the field of corrections has been from inmates that tell me, say, Officer Moody, I, I, didn't, I don't feel I got arrested. I got rescued. And what they meant by that is that they had an intervention that stopped them from being on a nine or a 10-day drug bender. And, um, and, and what I mean on a bender, they had not slept in that entire period of time they every you know they would stay awake by the stimulations from the drugs that they were taking and um, after a period of you know I think three or four days they say that the mind begins to go into hallucinations and and uh, all other kind of you know weird problems and so some of these guys their intervention is with law enforcement and so now according to the Brady bill you know that they passed the legislators passed in order for a law enforcement officer to arrest somebody they have to actually have have to give them referrals to treatment, you know, three times before, three documented times before they can actually arrest them for a misdemeanor. And I believe that a lot of people have actually realized that they were heading in the wrong path because of these interventions and because that they would run into law enforcement and had to go to jail. And I believe that what we can do when they got to jail is be able to sit down, <clears throat> sober them up, get them some programs, and we could probably enhance the type of programs that we were offering and that we could actually get them plugged into because a lot of them, when they go back out to the life that they had, they had to start right where they left off. And the first thing that most of them do is to get drugs. So these are the kind of experiences that I have been witnessing. I've talked to, I dare say, thousands of people over the years, tens of thousands, you know, easily, over the 20 or 34 years of being in the field and seeing the lives that can be changed. And I fear that our society has just taken the position of throwing them away because they're just giving them the tools that they need to just kill themselves. Well, you're, you're so correct. And uh, you're listening to the Warning Radio Program, Bernard Moody. And you're running for what position again? State Senate, District 38. And uh, he's describing again the solution uh, and explaining the problem that we're facing in Washington State. The solution is we've got to put in different leaders than that are responsible for this insanity that's been pay passed into law. Now, you mentioned, uh, Mr. Moody, Black Lives Matter, and, and we both know it's not for black lives. I've, met, I've, I've got an African wife, a, a black wife. Uh, you're partially black. It's not Black Lives Matter. Uh, they're not worried about black lives. That's a Marxist covering, a Marxist organization, and their people in charge were Marxist. Mm -hmm. And so they want to topple the republic, and part of it is to defund the police. Mm -hmm. Antifa, a revolutionary organization. And, and yet in Seattle, they call it a season of love. Mm. While they tore down buildings and set things on fire and, and looted and other crimes, mm. we've got to have different leadership, ladies and gentlemen. What would you like to change, Mr. Moody, if you're elected? 
Well, the first thing I would like to change is one, start teaching truth again to our kids in the public schools. Uh, we, we, we need to have the, the, the life of the land is perpetuated in righteousness. And, you know, if you have a problem with the word righteousness, then just consider it the right thing to do. What the right thing would be at the right time and in the right place. These are the things that we need to change down in our lawmakers because I personally believe that they're being controlled by their parties. They're not being allowed to uh, step across the lines and to get bipartisanship and to get coalition with others that may be, um, dis and they may themselves be in a disagreement with. So um, these are the problems that we're having down in Olympia. I personally identify with the Republican Party. I hate to use the word identify. Um, I am a Republican only because that this is the political party and structure that we have that mostly embraces the same values that I do. Yes. And that is the values of small government, liberties, freedoms, uh, capitalism, personal enterprise, things that have, has allowed us to grow into the greatest nation on the earth. And law enforcement. And law enforcement. Justice. Correct. Yes. Uh, if 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 they were in charge the last couple of years, Seattle wouldn't be burning. That's right. It wouldn't have happened yep. because the police would have stepped in and stopped that insanity. Yep. Well, during that summer of love, we literally abandoned a police precinct in the city of Seattle, and um, and that precinct got taken over, um, you know, by the 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 vagrants and the hooligans that were you know trying to destroy the city well you know their little uh, city that they got didn't last them very long no. because they ended up having crimes against each other and then they would call the law enforcement however law enforcement w would literally stop at this little boundary that they had they had set up and they couldn't couldn't go in firemen couldn't go in to put out fires or to run to aid because you know uh, they needed a police escort because they were going down there and being set up by false alarms and all of a sudden when they show up to you know deal with the alarm they would be fired upon so and this is bad good. leadership in seattle yes yes and councilmen socialists and others and and this the seattle mayor and mm -hmm. that was bad leadership yes it made my stomach turn yes being a pastor and previous law enforcement to see this insanity and lawlessness which is encouraging more of it and what's really disheartening is the fact that there are a lot, a lot of people that didn't agree with it, but they didn't have the strength and character to stand up against the people that were trying to push it. And so we don't have just a bunch of people trying to push us in a direction that we're failing to go or they want us to go, which is bad. But we have a bunch of people that are standing up saying, you know what, that doesn't really look good. But yet they're not, they don't have the, the, uh, the strength of character to stand up against those that are within their own party to say, no, this is not good for our people. This is going to cost lives. This is not the direction that we should be going in. And this is what I fear that we have more problems with in our legislators is the ones that know that this is not good, but they're not taking the uh, doing the thing that they're supposed to do as a leader and serving their community by standing up and saying no. We have two minutes. How do you believe you can make a difference? Well, <clears throat> I believe going down there and being able to explain to them some of the bills that they want to pass, that this may or may not be a good thing, and uh, I, uh, to give them the encouragement that we can do 
institute programs, we can give uh, opportunities, we can create, and if we can only save one or two, then that's one or two more than that we had before. So I don't believe that we should just abandon the culture. I don't believe we should just abandon our society. We need to stand up for righteousness while we have the ability to stand, because if we keep doing this, we will not be able to stand up. Amen. You're, you're exactly right. How can the church make a difference? They need to first pray and then, and then repent because, well, let me tell you, no, first repent, then pray because until we have a, a heart of Daniel where he confessed the sins of this nation as if they were his own sins and repented from the direction that we were going in, we are not going to make a change because we are too laden by our own sins. So the church needs to repent, pray, and then get right with God. 45 seconds. What do you need to get over the line? I need to get over. I need votes. I need supporters. I need financial support. I need at least $15,000 to get our commercial that's going to uh, air pretty soon. And I also need to have people to come out and volunteer to be able to get voters and to knock on doors and to uh, wave uh, signs and to be able to get other voters uh, enacted. In, in so how do they? How can they do this? What, what? Where do they send your donations? Your website? What? My website is voteforbernardmoody.com. F O R for four. Vote for bernardmoody.com. And my Gmail, my uh, email address is voteforbernardmoody at gmail.com. And you can get in touch with me uh, at both of those locations. You can visit the website. It has a link to go to the donation page where you can donate online. You've been listening to the Warning Radio Program with Bernard. Moody. God bless you. I want you now to listen and watch what he's doing. Homelessness and drugs, mass looting, crime at an all-time high, and June Robinson did nothing. I'm State Representative Jesse Young, and now more than ever, we need a leader who will stand up for public safety, and that man is Bernard Moody. A veteran and law enforcement professional, Bernard has been fighting to keep our families safe while Senator Robinson led the effort to legalize hard drugs and defund our police. You shouldn't have to fear when your child goes to school or when your spouse goes to the store. I am Bernard Moody, candidate for state senate, and I ask for your vote. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. 
Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.